I'm walking all alone down my yellow brick road and I stomp to the beat of my own drum. Got my pockets full of dreams and they're busting at the seams Going boom, boom, boom to my own song Welcome to Stacked Keys Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stackhouse. This is a podcast to feature women who are impressive in the work world or in raising a family or who have hobbies that make us all feel encouraged. Want to hear what makes these women passionate to get up in the morning? Or what maybe they wish they'd known a little bit earlier in their lives? Grab your keys and stomp to your own drum. All I gotta do is count one, two, three to my own drum. Whatever you do, it ain't nothing on me because I'm doing my thing and I hold the key to all my wants. Today is an exciting day. I've already been informed by my guest that it's a great day and um, she's got energy and I just cannot wait to tap into the guest this morning and I welcome Michelle Lopez. Welcome Michelle. Hi, how are you Miss Amy? I'm absolutely awesome. All right, let's jump right in. If somebody wanted to uh, introduce you Michelle, either professionally or personally, how would they do that? What would they say about Michelle? Uh, Well, I guess presently, a lot of the introduction that I get now is um, in my present life right now, I am, uh, I live in San Antonio now and I, um, I pretty much am, I manage the uh, 10th Planet San Antonio gym. Um, My, my son is the head instructor here. And so uh, it is a family, it's a family vibe. Uh, my husband also trains as well. So, um, yeah, so we train under our son, but I'm also um, employed by the gym as well. So I am a. Uh, <laughs> All right. So you got a family vibe going. Did you have any clue that that's who you would be and that you would be in such a close working environment with your son? Uh, not initially. Um, initially, you know, we 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 got into jujitsu uh, when my kids were my kids were young. They started jujitsu. Um, and then my husband did, and then I followed, uh, but no, it was, uh, it was purely like a love for the sport. Uh, my son, um, and my daughter both started in the garage days, uh, with, uh, in 10th planet at 10th planet Omaha, the head instructor, uh, there, and now it's Auburn, um, and 10th planet Auburn as well is Derek Stewart. And, uh, my son trained under him, um, since he was like four, um, before 10th planet had even, um, we had even found 10th planet and uh i think 10th planet omaha became affiliated in like 2008 2009 and then um and i think that's when or maybe it was 2009 2010 somewhere in there but um that's when um and so the family would you know it was just training or whatnot but, but prior to that it was traditional martial arts so he started a traditional martial arts path in the garage of, of Derek's mom's home and all that so it's just like garage days. And then, you know, we moved into different studios with them and followed them around. Um, and then it developed from traditional martial arts, um, uh, even Filipino martial arts as well, weapons and whatnot. And then also then it moved into jujitsu once, you know, we, uh, found 10th planet, um, 
um, and it became formulated, it was like, we just fell in love. It clicked for ants. Um, and then our family as well was training and moved into um, that path. And it was, it, it had been, you know, been amazing. So, um, and that's what brought us together. It was just really a love for that and wanting to give our kids um, the things that martial arts, you know, brings to the table for our children, which were, you know, self-defense. I'm not always going to be there. It was a gift that we wanted to give our children to be able to take care of themselves and have confidence. You know, um, our kids um, never, uh, you know, let me, let me think, you know, let me think and knock on wood. They, they didn't, I don't think had to really have to use it. And I'm, I'm glad they didn't um, have to, or that, and people didn't test that they known anything too, because that's the other thing flip side of the coin, when people know you know something, they want to know what it is you know. So, you know, yeah. especially as they were coming up into their high school year. But really, um, it worked out, you know, great. Our kids really, um, it really had boosted their confidence and they've, they've learned a lot from it. So, um, and our family as a whole, so. Well, yeah. that kind of brings me to one thing of, um, you were probably in this environment when not as many uh, moms were taking their kids into an MMA or a any, any kind of, it was much more group sports rather than, you know, finding something that's, that's so personal and individual. Did you have to explain yourself as a mom of why you were doing this? Um, no, not necessarily because I think, you know, once we made that level of commitment and, um, you know, when you talk about the benefits and you can't deny the benefits, um, of these sports, you know, you can't deny the benefits of jujitsu. So um, I really didn't feel like, um, you know, I had to, um, you know, had to, you know, really uh, have to really explain why we were bringing them there. I think people understood. I think a lot of that at that time though, back in the day, sometimes it was more traditional and maybe people weren't wearing, were more wearing the gi than no gi. And that was a little bit more new, you know, we saw, we saw, saw more of that, you know, the transition from the gi to no gi, but um, you know, in our area to, you know, in Omaha and even here in San Antonio, you see a lot of that where, um, you know, there's, it's just a, it's just a different, you know, it's the same love for a sport. It's just, you know, different uniforms. So, you know, that kind of thing, but, uh, it's still, you know, all the same love though. So, you know, yeah. but, uh, yeah, you can't deny the benefits. So our, and now it's come full circle where people, we get to show people full circle where it's, it has paid off, you know, and, and now our son's, you know, the instructor and, and luckily we're young enough to help alongside, not just do, you know, basic admin things, but also we're on the mats, you know, as a family. So, um, and then that, you know, in turn, you see that in our gym. We have lots, lots of families here. We have everything from high-level competitors to, you know, full families on the gym. So that's um, that in itself is, you know, uh, a gem. You know, to see something like that. So you don't yeah. see that in a lot of gyms, and we're very, um, we're a very new gym. You know, we uh, San Antonio, Ten Planet San Antonio, has just been open since uh, 2018. So it's oh, still wow. very, you know, it's a baby baby we love you. and live through COVID, you know, that was such a crazy time to, you know, know um, what the, uh, what the temperature was going to be out, like, you know, out there for people wanting to get back into, um, you know, a group, a group yeah. sport like this, you know, kind of a communicable sport like this. So, but, you know, um, glad that people have come back around. So did you find that you had to completely um, rewire your thinking during COVID and, how did you cope with that and, and keep the people going and, 
And then I, I think I heard Isaac talking about um, he was kind of continuing his own journey and others might have been sitting back watching, but it eventually motivated them because he didn't stop. So right. did you find the motivation to be different that you could kind of give out or how, yes. how did COVID impact you? Yes. Um, well, COVID uh, shut down our gym for about two months. Um, and so what we did was, and a lot of, um, and a lot of, and I think a lot of our gyms, um, in 10th planet as well, that could, um, what we did was, um, we opened up our garages. We, so we went back to good old, we garage days. old time. Yeah. Oh man. We had some cold days, some windy days, some really hot days. We had them. It, it was really fun, you know, and, uh, old days of, you know, playing the mats old style needing to pick them up blow it was fun it was it was a great day opening you know opening our garage doors um and just having it was in, in our own garage and then we had them um, through from other coaches too and families throughout the city so that you know other families and other gym members could go to each other's homes so we would you know and we lent out our mats to to other um other gym members or whatnot um, and coaches so that they could take them home and set up um, home gyms for everyone so that people had oh, regions cool. to, you know, to pop into their locally. So for them mm-hmm. around oh, the city, cool. uh, we kept in touch too through Facebook and um, we would do kids open mats. I did a women's open mat at my house too. We like, we did stuff like that, kept it going. We did a, a thing at the park, you know, it's uh, people had different mindsets through COVID, you know, Texas, you know, they had their own mindset too, you know, um, but we, uh, you, everyone has to advocate for themselves, I think, at that point, and, and knowing what the risks were, stepping on the mats, knowing what the risks were, you know, that, that it was, you know, it is, you, you have to understand that, knowing that um, I, I still wanted to train, and we did offer training for anyone who understood that, so, yeah. uh, and we trained all, baby. <laughs> and we did, and we kept it going. And we came back, and there were a lot of support from the gym, you know. Uh, they were what kept us alive. It wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't anything other than that. It was our gym members who were like, you know what, we're we're going to stick through this. We, we know we're going to come back from this. And they knew they wanted to come back to something standing here, you know, what, what would be left if, if um, we didn't all pour in. So, uh, and they were the ones who kept it going, so. Do you think that's kind of a vibe that goes through the jiu-jitsu community of pouring in to your own community and building your community? For sure. hundred uh, percent. You know, it's like each one teach one. Uh, when you see a brother or sister down, um, you're, it, that's what we're here for. It is a, you know, it's a, it's a subculture or a community unto itself. Um, you know, people say everyone has um, or should have some sort of support group, you know, whether ours is just extended, you know, our like we we also get to we this is family that we've chosen, you know, outside yeah. of our own family. So we've got a strong we have a stronger support system. We have a lot more, you know, shoulders to lean on. Um, so it is I think it's and, and the vibe that you build um the vibe you put out is the vibe you build, you know, so you really have to, I think, really be aware, you know, um, I'm learning that not just as a maturing woman, but also just, uh, in a person, you know, just, just a person in general, but just also being, being on this side of the fence of, um, maturing in my own, um, in my own shoes, in my jujitsu shoes, so to speak. 
um, you know, now, because in the beginning, you know, it was like my, my husband and son were training and my daughter was training. And I was like, oh, oh I want to be a ninja. So you know, I finally was like, you know, I'm going to, I had been on and off the mats and I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have some consistency here. I was tired of starting over, which was my own fault for whatever reason, you know, we're busy moms, whatever it is. But I, I was like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to get anything out of this if I don't keep consistent and, and pour into it, which is pouring into myself, you know? So once I kind of started to understand that and kind of started to build that foundation, then I realized like, you know, I have, I have something to um, learn and I have something to give too. We're all teachers, right? We all have something, some energy, some beautiful something to give. So as I'm learning, you know, I'm picking the beautiful pieces um, uh, about myself that I can translate and the energy that I can put out. And, and I'm making sure that I'm responsible for that. So, wow. yeah. That's, that's big because I think as a woman and as a mom, it's so tempting to step back and cheer from the sideline. And, and that's, you know, what we do so well, but to jump right in the midst of it, um, how hard was that to walk onto the mat and go into the role that you've been cheering for? How difficult was that mentally and physically? Yeah, both um, mentally, uh, you know, mentally, I think is the hardest part, you know, physically now I'm getting older, you know, I'm like, oh, I hurt my knee, <laughs> you know, but uh, it's all, and I think it's always mentally. And I think um, more people will say that it's the mental game. And I think for most of us, we understand that's what we battle with ourselves every day is, is the mental game, you know, but it, um, I think I'm proud of the fact that I have been able to, um, I may have not done everything that my kids have done in the format that my kids have done it. Like, um, but I have everything that I've asked my kids to do, I've done. So from scrub a toilet to compete, I may not have, you know, competed in ADCC trials like my son has, but I also have, or, or but I also have competed, you know? So I, I, you know, make sure that I, um, you know, make sure that I, I, I have been able to connect on, a, on, on those levels with my children. So I'm, I'm proud of the fact and my family, my husband, too, for that matter. We, we've done it together, not just myself. So I, I'm glad and I'm proud of myself for that. But I also remember to uh, remember that not every woman has a family that she's walking in these doors with. There's a lot of women that pick themselves up and they're like, I don't know what I'm getting myself into, but I'm, I'm excited to try this jujitsu thing and I'm going to come into these doors. And it's for them, too. Because that takes a lot of get, guts to get out there and not, you know, I, I have, you know, I sat on the sidelines, which is an amazing thing. Don't get me wrong, because I have a lot of moms that have done it and we've all pulled each other in. Where are you at? Let's get wrestling today. Ugh, you know, like we've all pulled each other in. But it's also the beautiful ladies that walk in the door and they're like, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. I'm uh, just coming in here to, you know, figure something out and 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 having that strength and uh, um having that strength to keep coming back day by day. And then uh, they, they find their connections here too. And they're same as us building foundation, getting stronger. We're all transforming. What's the biggest lesson you've probably taken away from where you are on the jujitsu mat? And, and I hear a lot of people say that jujitsu spills over into every aspect of their life. What's the biggest lesson that you have internalized? Uh, the biggest lesson that I have internalized. 
I think jujitsu, the biggest lesson that I've internalized or really the thing that comes to the forefront is that I can't be conquered. You can't be conquered. Every day you get up and you make it, don't you? It may not be pretty, but forgive yourself. So what? It's not supposed to be pretty every day, but you make it and you're not conquered. We have our moments, right? We have, we have our moments, we have our hiccups. That's what it's supposed to, what, what would life be if we weren't choking on a few things, right? So the pickups are for, <laughs> right? To focus on, yeah. Boy, I'm taking a big bite of that sandwich though. I'm gonna keep on going every day. So I try to remind myself, even when I, boy, there's some tough ones to swallow, isn't there? There is, and, but I, I remind myself, forgive yourself, move on. Tomorrow is another day to do better, get better, forgive yourself. And, you know, and remind myself, I'm, I'm a blink. This is a blink in the moment of who I am. Keep transforming. That's who we all are. We're transforming mm-hmm. into better people. Just keep growing, pushing. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you say that. I was talking to Tori Applegate yesterday, and um, she was telling, saying that um, she discovered self-talk and, believe it or not, did not really know how to do that. But she had been listening to something, and all of a sudden, she changed her whole tone and tune to herself and self-talk. Is self-talk something that you do? Self-talk is something that I am working on. What I, I, I noticed about myself is I used to joke. Well, I mean, I, I mean, joke about, I love to joke. I mean, I joke all the time, but I mean, what I used to joke about, um, you know, I would say like, um, you know, set my fat butt here and that, and I, and I still do sometimes in a joking manner, but I really, and even internalize, you know, saying things to yourself as you're doing something, but that's really, that's really how you're talking to yourself and really your subconscious is taking that in, you know? So I really try to tell myself, that's why when I really say those words, I'm to, to build myself up. It's because I want to mimic that to myself. That's what I want to hear. So, you know, I'm always trying to work to dim to dim some of those things that I say internally and get better at my, um, you know, get better at that uh, positive self-talk, you know, to remind myself, um, you know, of all the 10 things that I've conquered, not the two things that I didn't do great that day. It's so easy to dwell on the two, right? So really reminding myself just to brush it off and move on and keep that positive self-talk, you know, going for myself. But yeah, I do. And I, but like on the flip side, to be real, that I also have to dim those Dim, dim, dim those, uh, you know, dim that little low energy too, you know, in there. So, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, you know, it's funny because you, as a mom, you would never say some things to your kids and then you say it to yourself or, or, you know, whether you're successful or, or not. The other thing I hear about jujitsu a great deal is that as many days as you walk off the mat confident, you walk off the mat feeling that you hadn't learned a thing. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And I think sometimes too, that's also, and this is just for me, my perspective can be uh, obviously, but um, my perspective is, is just, uh, it's my mindset going on. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm there and I'm ready to like, swallow up all the fun and energy and knowledge in the room I'm gonna walk away with something and sometimes I don't walk away with maybe it's like I walked away with like you know the submission of the day maybe I didn't walk away with that 
but I was there for uh, Sally today when she needed it to bend the ear, you know, Sally needed to arm bar me and feel great about it. Cool. Or, you know, I'm there, you know, so, you know, yeah. how does ego play out for you both seeing it, uh, in others and, and on the mat and, and then for yourself as well. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely, uh, both sides of that coin is for myself is, um, that's uh, your, my ego and my confidence or lack of confidence are the two sons of bitches that I work on all the time. Right. For me, there's your favorite, the two sons of bitches that I work on all the time. Uh, my self-confidence, you know, of course, I, I, you know, I'm trying to boost myself to get out there, but my ego, you know, is just like everyone else where, um, or not everyone else, but, or so, you know, what I'm working on is wanting to, uh, understanding that, you know, you're going to have to take the hits, you know, you've got to take the hits to get better. Um, and that's with anything, whether it be on the mats, relationships, life. We take the hits, you know, and um, ego goes all the way around into our relationships, uh, knowing that, that, you know, you're going to be wrong. You're going to have to say sorry when you get on the mats. Sometimes it's not going to be your day. You're going to get caught. That That is what it is. But knowing that it, you come back from it, you come back from it. And don't you grow? So that's what I remind myself is uh, I'm taking hits, but I'm, I'm going to grow from them and and reminded to tame, tame, tame my ego, you know, as I'm, um, I'm getting older, you know, and I'm realizing, uh, we realize we're not invincible for sure. So we definitely understand that. Um, and then as we're getting older, uh, you know, I'm getting a lot more mature where I, I don't, what, I don't have a lot to prove. I'm halfway to 90, baby. I'm halfway to 90 and I'm glad to be here, you know, and there's, um, for me, ego on the mess. I'm just, I'm literally happy to be training. I'm, 45. It's not that it's old in, um, you know, real lifetimes or whatever. It's not old, of course, but on the mats, you know, I'm definitely a more mature um, person and woman. Um, So, but uh, being out, you know, being out there, being able to hold your own um, and, uh, you know, and, and, and growing and have fun with it and knowing that I'm able to, you know, put back out as well. So, um, you know, I, I've been having fun with it, but it's uh, definitely, and then, my confidence as well. It's definitely one of those same things that come into play, you know? So um, building your confidence, I think is gonna be something that lifelong, lifelong, mm-hmm. lifelong lesson. Cause as things are changing in our lives, um, in different points of our lives as we're getting older, uh, um, you know, we're always learning to have to uh, adapt, adapt what, you know, to what we have going on. So knowing that we're going to have to uh, stay in the game, I, I I just keep building myself up every day, just, you know, telling myself I'm going to hang in this game. I'm, I'm going out, you know, I'm going out smoke coming out <laughs> in my ear. So I just keep, you know, I build my, I try to build myself up every day, um, really work on, you know, my, my, my positive self-talk, um, I want to make sure too that that's the kind of infectious energy that I can put off because my my children are still watching me. 
you know, you know, same, same, I'm sure as you probably maybe feel yourself, but our children are still watching us. And, um, uh, you know, not just that my, you know, the ladies I have in the gym, our team members, you know, it's a trickle effect. So uh, the effect that we want to have around just not just the people that we have around us, but our community too, you know, so, yeah. um, yeah. Do you find yourself, um, mothering at the gym? Uh, yeah, very much so. A lot of them call me like mama, mama, mama Lopez. When I was in Omaha, it was mama Lopez. Now here it's like mama or mama bear or something like to that effect. But yeah, very much so, you know, when uh, people need something uh, mothering, it's usually, you know, it's usually me, uh, first aid kits and things like that. But yeah, definitely, um, definitely the mothering role here. Um, I, you know, and a lot of them aren't, you know, that much, you know, I could really be their sister. Uh, but uh, I love that role because, um, you know, I, I love that it's a family aspect and that for anyone to call you something like that is endearing. And um, I hope that they know I always take care of them. So, um, yeah, yeah, I love it. It's super sweet. What's your typical day like? Typical day. So uh, it just depends. Usually we do uh, like two a day. So we come into um, the gym. Well, like, like I told you, I have rowdy dogs. So I deal with all that. Da, da, da. And we come into the gym. Um, you'll usually come in. So we'll come in for, um, lunch class. Um, usually cleaning early, always a little bit of cleanup. Um, and then we come in we either I'm adminning or if I have time, it's admin and lunch class, or it's just admin first, you know, ad, I have to do the admin work first, you know, but if I can do both, I'll fit it in. Um, and then, uh, then it's shower. You kind of go round two again, shower, lunch, you come back in a couple hours. We're back here by four, four 30, do it all again. And then we're here to like nine, nine 30, just depending on the day, but we usually go like nine, nine 30. So by the time you clean up and it's just round like that through throughout the week. So weekdays are like that. And we're usually here, like, I'll usually do that like Monday through Friday and then Saturday or Sunday, we've started to come in more. Um, I used to, we have a camper van, which has been awesome. You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm an outdoors person too. I reset that way. So I, you know, we bought this camper van and we love it. So I'm nerding out my camper van and trying to, you know, we've been in Texas too long. So really trying to, you know, really take in the hill country and the beaches, everything in the camper van. So we, we do that on the weekends, but lately when we're not doing that, you know, we will come in the open mat and we'll come into a like lunch rush or we have yoga where I need to unwind because, you know, getting older. So but uh, yeah, so that kind of that kind of thing is kind of our series. Yeah. So you've mentioned your um, outdoors nature is what draws you uh, to a reset. Have you always been like that? Have you always kind of mixed your busy life and then escaped outside? You know, um, no. I was when the kids were younger, I think, um, just like a lot of families, I think we were so busy that, um, martial arts was a activity they did after school, school, you know, like martial arts or whatever other activity. Cause sometimes they would have, the kids would have other things filled, uh, filled in like soccer, football in, um, and martial arts. And then, um, so it was like always busy. So I didn't really reset in nature until my kids got much older kind of, you know, fending for themselves. So probably about, I would say maybe eight years ago or so, I started um, hiking a lot um, back in, the, in Omaha, where we're from. 
and started hiking a lot there, um, kayaking, stuff like that. And then I got into camping. I was like, I kind of like this thing. I don't, I'm okay <laughs> with this. Um, uh, you know, and so really, I love that because it, it just, uh, I'm a different person when I, when you see me walking out of the woods, you know, it just really, I, um, I go out there. I don't put on any music. I'm just, you know, it's, it's funny what a muddy, muddy little trail could do for you. Just chomping along, you know, but I, I come back and, and I'm just completely reset. I think the math can do that for me a lot of the time too. But I like, um, like I said too, it's, it's all of it will depend on our mindset. Um, and I think with nature, it just kind of gets it. Cause for me, the, the gym is also my workspace sometimes too. So nature is completely out, you know, and I just get to, you know, reset, get that vitamin D and that whole, that whole bit. Yeah. Bringing up the fact that your work and your fun aspect of the athletics that you pull into your life, that can get all mixed in together and just give you a burnout. So is, is that how you focus and make sure that you don't have burnout or is it just um, enough change in the, the workout and the routine and the people how do you cope and not burn out your career? Yeah, yes, ma'am. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, is that um, we, you know, for me, I feel like I do um, take that time to reset, you know, being, uh, I always want to be grateful that I'm surrounded by the passion. That's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing to like really sit back and know that, but to be real about it too, because, you know, to be here um, every day and mix, mix both you know, to be real about it too, is you do. And with any of us, we need our reset time. We, we actually all, all of us really, you know, need to be resetting somewhere. Um, outdoors is the great place to do it. Um, I always, um, I would say I, I've known that, um, in these, you know, these last, like I said, eight years that that has done amazing things for me. Um, and that's definitely the thing that I try to fit into my, to fit into my schedule. Because I know if I don't get enough outdoor time, I don't reset. And I'm kind of, you know, uh, um, and and I know that about me. um, But yeah, I think, uh, but too, the beautiful thing is we don't live the same day twice here. I don't, you know, I see a lot of the same people consistently, which is a great thing because it's like seeing your family over and over again throughout the week. Um, So that's a beautiful thing because there's a lot of camaraderie and love in that. Um, And and like I said, a support system, but uh, we all set reset in different ways and um, you know, and I just use nature to do that as much as possible. So has there been something in your life though? I mean, you just sound like the perfect life that you've got your career in the gym. A lot of people have the battle between getting off of work and getting to the gym, but are are there some hurdles that you just keep finding in either your career path or just life in general that, that you just keep busting up against constantly because it sounds like you got it made yeah so it does doesn't it what about yeah it does but um no because in real you know to be a realist um you I I'm always pushing for more you know this these are all this is a beautiful journey and definitely excited and grateful and love being here but we're all um we're all individuals you know, what's going to keep me ticking, you know, I'm, I'm still myself. I have my own individual goals. You know, I'm always going to love and support my family, but I'm also, you know, 
I'm also a woman and I got to do my thing too. So I have my own personal goals that, um, I, I, that I remember not to just be satisfied where we're at here, you know, and that just, and that means personal growth, business growth, you know, the gym's got to keep growing that, you know, and that's business growth, the family, you know, our family's growing, we're evolving, you know, um, but also my own individual growth, you know, I, I want to keep, you know, I, I need to be my own piece of this puzzle, you know, um, putting myself on the forefront of, um, of people and things that I take care of. I want to make sure that, you know, I'm on that as well. So, yeah. In your jujitsu, is there a challenge or a move that, that you keep working on? Or is there something that you're particularly known for that you get out on that mat and somebody knows Michelle's going to do this to you? Um, in this present time, I would think that it's going to be um, everyone's changes, but I would say I always go for like this shoulder crunch because I got these little legs that come <laughs> up and they just butterfly. And then I just wait for people to reach my little noggin. So I'm always going for this like shoulder crunch. So I'm always looking for like this little arm bar from there. But so I'd say something like that. Um, I would say they would go for, they would say is what kind of, yeah, that I would, I would kind of, say is my go-to move right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you bring the same energy every day on the mat? Um, and then, and do you, do you practice really hard or do you kind of gauge, you know, the day that you're practicing? No, I think it depends. Like the energy, the energy that I bring in the gym, um, to it's, I practice bringing good energy every day, but reminding myself, uh, you know, and, and really focusing because there's times where you're like you, you know, you're not having the best day and you're like, I take that breath and remembering, you know, and I'm human, too. So I, I really try to remember to bring that good energy in, in the gym. And then when on the mats, it'll depend on your body. It's always body dependent. What is your body saying? So, you know, whether you're coming back from injury, um, so it just depends right now. I'm trying to roll a lot more because I'm really trying to bring um, strengthen my legs back coming back from, um, some knee injuries. So, but you'll have that, um, just, you know, the ins and outs. So, but I, I, I try to bring, um, too, and I try to read to my teammates and I let them know to let, you know, you also, when you, when, when I, my teammates sometimes will, you know, I, I kind of put off the same energy that they're putting off mm -hmm. if we're all healthy. Right. But if someone says like, Hey, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling that great. I got a flow roll you know, that's them telling you, take it light. Same for me. If I'm coming back, like, you know, go lighter. So it, it'll really just depend on your body. Um, yeah. So, but always bring, you know, always bring in just that good energy, no matter whether you can, no matter what you can do with your body, you know, just bring in just good energy through in the house. So one of the things that I'm hearing you say is that there's communication on the mat. So you're not afraid to communicate. No, uh, no, uh, uh, the best, your best friends are made out there. Now you communicate all the time, you know, and definitely we're doing so much physical communica communication out there that it's good that we've learned some verbal communication. <laughs> so yeah, no, uh, a lot of, uh, like my best girlfriends are out there and, and a lot of the time, uh, we're working our technique. Um, and when, of course we're being respectful, you know, and doing, um, our technique, but, um, I can still, you know, talk to my girlfriends, um, without um you know disrupting class or and still 
we're still communicating in a way or having fun without being disruptive and still having that connection, which, you know, that's what's great is it, it always builds up that camaraderie. Yeah, but even in your rolling to communicate what your needs are and, um, and you know, do you feel like that when you walk out on the mat that you've got to roll with everybody that's there? No. Or do you no. feel like you can say, mm -mm, this, you're not for me? Oh, yeah, no. I've learned that lesson. <laughs> yeah, the hard oh, yeah, way? I've learned that lesson because I used to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to roll with everybody or like I want to roll with like just anyone or roll yeah. with anyone, you know, like the, you know, and be like the bigger guys and it would be like a white belt. And, you know, I was still maybe a blue belt and then, you know, like I just would just, you know, but now um, I, I realize people literally say pick your roles and, and you know, now I'm getting older um i've been on the mats for a while uh longevity there's longevity in this game you know like i said um you know i'm getting older and i want to be able to stay in this game and i don't want to be taken out um by you know not picking a smart role for myself too big um you know no offense to spazzy white belts but sometimes someone just spazzing out uh not knowing how to roll uh kind of control themselves um and you know body awareness so um you know, being able to control their body or whatnot. Um, so yeah, I definitely know that I've got to pick my roles and, and to keep my body safe and in the game yeah. for sure. What's your pet peeve on the mat? Uh, pet peeve on the mat is talking over the instructors. Like we're all students. And if anyone's talking, over the instructor while the instructor is talking because it's kind of it's like just like you'd be in you know like school back in the day when the teacher stopped started talking you would stop talking because you right. knew you needed to listen to something so it's like but you know and we're all students on the mat so you want to respect each other's time and efforts to get there and so when someone's like talking and over talking um the instructor i think that's the thing and we're all sitting there like Wait till, you know, and see what the instructor does. Sometimes they stop and give them the look and then we're all looking or um, sometimes they continue on, but the class, you know, the rest of the class is still looking. So I think that's my pet peeve is, is that because we're all are already there and all we need to do is take the cues. Yeah. Know, take the cues as to what's going on. Read the room. Yeah. Read the room, baby. So what's your pet peeve off the mat? Like in real life. Oh Lord, there's so many. <laughs> oh shit i might take place in all of them um, no there's not really many um pet peeve off the mat is i don't want no drama say the drama for your mama no yeah really that i'm uh pretty laid back and i really um i don't like the drama like i just you know i don't want to partake in it i don't want to be part of it i it's really it's really easy not to be, you know, I'll be over here like, you know, what was that drinking my water, you know, minding my business. That's, you know, that's, that's where I'll be. That's, I think that's it. So did you raise your kids like that? Yeah, they're both pretty, pretty laid back. I would say my son's more like my husband and then my daughter um, is more like me. And then my stepson, he's also He's the sweetest and he's also very laid back as well. Um, and he's kind of in the middle where he's got that little fiery streak like my daughter does do later. But um, but yeah, but yeah, they are they're they're really um they're pretty pretty laid back and pretty 
they don't get into a lot of that mix, you know, um, and when they were coming up as kids, um, you know, I didn't get a lot of the, the, I didn't get the phone calls from school and all of that. They, they knew like, don't, don't do that. So yeah, they were pretty, pretty laid back. So Michelle, when you became a mom and, and life has gone the directions that it has, would you look back now and say that this is where you knew you were headed? and what you wanted as a result in, in your parenting and um, to land kind of where you are in the relationships that you are? You know, what's crazy is if someone answered that, boy, if someone said yes and they knew exactly that's where they were going, boy, they had to tell me the secret. No, I, um, see, I was, I started uh, all bass backwards, all bass backwards. Yeah, really? all bass backwards. I um, got pregnant at 16. Nobody in my family, you know, nobody in my family had um, teenage pregnancy. And I got pregnant when I was 16 in Okinawa, Japan. I was a military brat. My father was in the Marine Corps. My husband's dad was in the Air Force, you know, kind of a big no-no. We were uh, uh, dependents. Um, So Anthony was born in Okinawa, Japan. And so we started early, you know, we didn't stay together all the, Anthony, we didn't stay together all those years too. You know, we were really young, uh, had to figure it out. Um, I did sing, you know, sing, I did, you know, I was a single mom for a little bit as well. And then, um, and then I had, um, I had been married and divorced for a short time, like a year and a half as well. And then, um, me and Lon were like, me and my husband Lon, we were um, Anthony's dad and uh, all of our kids' dads, but uh, Anthony is the head coach here, is uh, we um, all, so anyways, in short, um, th- we didn't get, stay together for the first like five years. I think we got married when Anthony was about five. Anthony was about five. Leah was about two and a half. Um, and then Adrian as well was just about four at that time. So four and a half, I think. So anyways, they walked down our aisle, da, 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 you know, we, and that first year of marriage, that was really tough getting back together, really trying to fit into each other's lives after I kind of single mom it for a while and stuff. And so, um, you know, doing all of that, you know, um, and then, you know, young parents, we were very young. We did not know, you know, you think, you know, and we always made sure that we put our family first, but we were very young parents, you know, and we still are, you know, growing up literally like when they say you're growing up with your children, you are, we're watching each other grow up and we didn't put a lot of years between us, you know, so we definitely did a lot of growing up with them um, and and still are as a, as maturing as, as a, as a mom and, um, a mom of young adults, I'm definitely no, uh, understanding that you're always going to be a mom to your children and you're always going to be mothering and um, not mothering, but guiding your children, I should say. You know, you're not mama henning them. They've got to do their thing. But you you want to be guiding your children because they're, they're things you wish you had known, you know. And, and if your mom or dad had just like communicated, you know, um, and it's not always their fault. Sometimes we just don't know how to communicate to each other. And I'm also learning that, you know, how to communicate to young adults, you know, to say it, to say it in respectful manners and, and, and respect each other as we're both, you know, learning things, but, um, you know, 
definitely um, learning that. So. so that's really taken some effort and definitely putting yourself behind, you know, what you are doing for your core family. Um, what would you tell that young couple that's just thinking they're drowning? Because you probably had some moments like that, but yet here you are on the flip side and you're going to work with your kids. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so, we did. We yeah. definitely, uh, you know, my husband worked two jobs and then on the flip side, I worked two jobs, you know, so that we could do it for healthcare benefits or it was grocery money, you know, that sort of thing um, to be able to, um, you know, afford things, um, not just afford things for the groceries, you know, um, and then we did it for the, the, the healthcare benefits. Not to, now is a trying time, such a trying time at we, you know, wanted to stay off of um, as much state aid as we possibly could because we, you know, I, 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 I know I had put such a started off on such a tough foot, you know, as as a young mother, and I was like, you know, I really just didn't want to be that number, you know, set myself within those parameters. I was like, we really, you know, really need to try hard, put this family first. We got to work those two jobs, you know, so we really try to do that so that, you know, we could stay off of as much state aid as we could so that, you know, you know, we could provide what we could provide. Um, you know, all it would take is one thing to change that. You know, I definitely understand that and, and I'm grateful we were able to, um, you know, to do that. But um, and we were, you know, we lived in a, in, in a conservative uh, place to Omaha. It was it was a, it's a great place to raise your family and, and conservatively, um, you know, we stayed conservative. Uh, but uh, financially, you know, but at the same token, um, it, it is tell, telling, I want to tell families to, it is trying every day. It's trying uh, not just, not just your, your relationship with your, your family, raising your children, that piece is trying your relationship with your spouse, as you guys are growing, trying to raise a young individual that's leaning on you for every need and wanting to guide that person. Um, in the best possible light. But remember that you guys are always on the same team. If you always remember you're on the same team, your husband, your wife, whomever that person is, whoever your other person is, you chose each other. You have to remember you're the, you, you can't build each other the way, each other all the way to the top, but it sure helps if you have somebody that can help, you know what I mean? You've got to have some self-confidence to get yourself there, but it sure helps if that significant other can get up there and make sure that, you know, every day I picked you, I picked, I'm whatever you lack. I'm going to build you up today. I'm going to do the best for you. I'm going to do right by you. Keep building each other up. Even when the times are tough and you don't want to, you don't want to, there's days where you want to retaliate and there is, but remember in the, in the, look at the big picture. You're on the same fan. You're on the same team always family first. You can remember that you're always going to come together. And that will definitely show in your children. They'll have to see you. They have to see that you guys are united. That helps first and foremost, foremost, I think. And then your children see that you're, it's a united front and they follow. So what's your system for learning? Are you a, I have to touch it, feel it, get burned by it and then learn? Or do you have a, another um, 
favorite way of learning or not even just favorite, but the way you learn? Um, I, I think a little bit of it all, but I like, I have, I have to touch it. I have to feel it. You know, I, I've got to do it. You know, I can't, you can't tell me. Um, and I, I'm sure past my life, uh, getting burned by it. You know, that's the younger years, <laughs> but now I, I really, I have to feel it. I've got to be in the mix of it to, to really know it. So, um, yeah, I would say I definitely got to be in the mix of it. to learn it. So. And is that true on the mats too? When you're watching a new move or when you're seeing something evolve, um, do you have to step back and watch it and then get in the midst of it? Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I, I like, I like to feel it, you know, cause you want to know what, what it's going to, what it's going to be, you know, the pressure or whatnot. Um, but then uh, I, I like to also know, you know, whether you can pull it off or not. So I definitely like to um, be in the mix of that. So yeah, definitely. Um, I'm one of those people, like I said, I've, I've got to be able to like, and see what this is going to feel like. Okay. All right. I got it. Cause even if, you know, like sometimes someone could just whip out the verbiage mm-hmm. do this and I'm like, what? But once I get in, once I do the move, I'm, I'm good to go. So I would say probably that in life too now. Yeah. Now you're a Brown belt. So yeah. that's a pretty significant achievement. And there aren't a tremendous number of women um, who kind of stay with it. Um, what was it like working toward getting that brown belt? And was it a long struggle? Was it a, I'm going to quit sometimes? Uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, to be honest, I think a lot of people can go through that where they're like, you have your days where they're, they're tough and, um, you know, where, where you, you you cry in the shower. I think that can happen. Um, and I think that is very normal um, and going through the ups and downs. Cause too, like I said, my, my family started, um, they started out, you know, very early in the game and stayed with it. And then it took me, um, you know, consistently. Cause I, like, I would say there, you know, I had done some seminars and kind of would stay with it a few months, jump off for a few months, stay with it a couple months for a long time. So from, I would say once I started to be more consistent, um, I got my blue belt, I think what in two, I had my white belt, I think 2000, like 13. And then my blue belt by 2000, like 15 or somewhere in there. But I, I never really like worked for belt. I just worked to stay on the mat. I just, and same now, like, I'm not, I'm not going out. I haven't, you know, competed since um, last year. So I don't, you know, I'm not like going out there. I'm, you know, 45. I'm not, you know, not in my twenties. I'm not like, you know, I'm not coming in here to roll everyone up. And which is cool. I, I love, there's a lot of 45 years that are like, I'm doing the thing. And I love that. I'm like, I'm still in the game and I'm gonna rock this thing out, you know, all the way, you know, all the way to death, but it, you know, willing if she let me, but, um, but yeah, I, but yeah, I think I, I didn't, try to have it in mind that I wanted to uh do you know come into it with a uh, belt in mind it was just like I want to stay out here learn as much as I can develop as much as a person you know as much that I could pick up as a as a person too um and, and let it translate into my life you know I you know and still um and now like there's a lot that I'm starting to learn as 
um, in my jujitsu, in my jujitsu game now, I, at first it was like, oh man, you know, I'd see my family, like my daughter and son and husband, I mean, they were killing the game and, and really picking up fast. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little behind the curve. But now as I've stayed in the game, I realize what I do bring to the table is showing women that it doesn't have, it doesn't, jujitsu for women doesn't have a look. I'm, I'm five foot. If I stood up, I'd probably like, I come right up here. Yeah, I'm five foot. Um, I'm very unassuming and that's perfect. That's great. You know, it doesn't have a look, it's for everyone, you know? Um, and so that's the beautiful part is, uh, I think people can see someone like me and realize that it doesn't have an age. It doesn't have a look. Um, it, it is for everyone, no matter what your walk of life is. And that's the beautiful part that I think I found now is maturing, um, in my role is knowing that I, not just have jujitsu, you know, I, I jujitsu game, you know, I, I like to, I, you know, I like, I, you know, I like to play bottom, bottom game and I love, you know, playing uh, jujitsu, but I also like the fact that now I'm on the other side of learning self-defense as well, you know, which we always have, but now it's learning how to implement that and learning, you know, how to, um, discuss that with ladies, you know, um, setting boundaries and verbal and social cues and things like that. So go down that road a little bit for me because in, in self-defense and bringing that to women and, um, what does that, you, you talked a little bit about what that looks like. Um, but why did you, why does that draw you in and, um, and what are you doing with it and what do you want to see happen? And what do you see happening across the culture of Tenth Planet with, with self-defense for women? Yes. Donna really is uh, amazing. I mean, she, I uh, became certified under Donna in August. I went to San Diego um, and got certified under Donna, which is amazing. And what it really did was open my eyes to uh, the need and not, not just the need, but it, there's a transition that's, that seems to be happening right now. Um, and, and unfortunately, unfortunately it is, it is a need and, um, it is something that needs to be addressed. You know, I, I see it, uh, just personally and, you know, in our gym, I see, um, you know, so many, like I said, we're a family gym. So, so many young girls and children and knowing, you know, being able to, you know, start them young, being able to be confident, to be able to advocate for yourself, to speak up for yourself, you know? Um, so knowing, I think knowing that, um, that definitely is on the forefront for me is, is, and then, you know, is just seeing, you know, having so many families here and then being in such a family driven community. Um, we've done, um, I've done a couple of, uh, self-defense seminars here and back where, uh, back in the Midwest, I have a couple, um, coming up in, um, Kansas city. Um, then one back in Omaha coming up as well um, in April. Um, and then looking at um, here in our own gym, I do women's jujitsu here and we have a women's program here. It's, it's um, we do it twice a week here as well. And then we just started our open mats again for women every month um, as, as well. But um, what we're looking at is doing a self-defense class here on the regular. So it's just part of our curriculum. And we, like I said, I, a lot of moms sitting 
on the mats watching their children that you know aren't partaking, but that's something that they would love to jump into. So it's something that fits perfectly into our gym that we're looking at our time slots for putting in here as well. So, you know, it's, it's there's definitely a, a need for it. So I definitely uh, am driven to, I think all of us, like I said, are teachers. So be able to bring that energy and um, that fire and being able to build people's confidence and awareness. It's awareness, really. So that definitely is, is motivating. And you said you um, got the certification through Donna and um, I've talked to her. She's been on the podcast. And so it's pretty fascinating um, the movement that she's pulling um, women coaches into. So what, what was that like of going through that certification process and you're coming into um, a group of, of women that are as active and vocal and um, capable as, as you are, what's, what does that feel like in going through that process? It was empowering, um, you know, to be in a room full of women. And honestly, when you walk in, you, you don't even know how strong you are. And it's not strength. It's not, you know, we don't even know how strong we are. So we, we come in and um, there's a bond that happens there. Um, and, and I think uh, Donna is the perfect example of an amazing coach because she can speak, she can speak into you. She's the type of coach that inspires you and speaks to your soul. You know, like when I was going to do, uh, really when I reach out, so when I was going to do my seminar in short, um, she reaches out to, she checks on you, you know, and she makes sure that, you know, we check on each other. So there's something to be said that that trickles down, you know, that, that taught me like, wow, what, what an inspiring person she is, you know, for someone to check on you, make sure you're okay, speak into your soul and let, and build you up, you know, for that type of person to build you up, that, that really spoke volumes to me um, about, you know, and that reminded me of what, what I want to be, you know, what I would like to do. So yeah, that's that trickle effect, baby. Well, and it's, um, she trains you to draw that out of other people. So one of the things, goals that, that Donna was telling me is that, you know, whether she's teaching it or whether a coach that she's certified is teaching it, you want that same vibe, that same energy, that same pouring in. Um, so do you feel like you're able to bring yourself and replicate that? Uh, I would love to say, no, I, I want to say that. Yeah, I, I, I do. I was going to make a joke about like, let's ask this, you know, let's ask my girls team and see if they're like, what? no, but um, I would like to say I do. I, I really have fun. You know, I'm excited when I, it's what an honor it is to be able to share something that you love, mm-hmm. even if you're on your toughest day, damn it how lucky am I to be able to like walk into a a group of, of, of my girls that are like excited to be here, excited to learn what it is that you, you have to show them, you know, that they can't wait, you know, can't wait to learn. They took time out of their day to come see you. And a lot of them it's their, and a lot of them, whether 
it's it's my younger you know younger group of girls that come in i have a young like teenage group of girls that all hang out and that's really awesome because they've got their camaraderie and then i have um groups of moms and even some of them are moms to the girls um and then and i have a group of moms in there which is just sometimes it's their 45 minutes of a break to their own self that they get to pour into themselves so remembering that their time is precious and they brought, you know, they, they brought themselves onto the mats to receive what it is that you have to give. It's important that you deliver as much of that, as much of that good energy and, 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 uh, you know, as good energy and positivity that you have, no matter what it is that I've got going on. What keeps you awake at night? Oh, Lord. That can be, that can be a pretty heavy responsibility. Oh, oh yeah. Let me think. <laughs> Um, what keeps me awake? I think um, just like everyone, probably, I'd say, um, you know, we're still, you know, I'm, I'm still, uh, we've only been here three years. I, I, I work for the gym, so it's not, I'm not, you know, financially sound or anything. You know, my, we're still, you know, my husband still works. Um, he's a, he, he does computer admin. Um, so, and then I work for the gym. Um, so it's not like we're financially sound. So, you know, I love though that we're we're back to like the roots of like where we were kind of when we were younger, where you learn to like I I I live with less and it's great. Um, but then you know, I also want to make sure that I'm I'm still putting away for my future and being uh, you know financially responsible and putting away for my future. I think those kinds of things, um, because I don't live in that. I don't work, you know, I used to work for the state before I moved here and I had that, you know, regular nine to five job or eight to five job. And, and this is very different than what um, I had lived like before. So, you know, knowing that I still need to, um, you know, we still need to, you know, keep growing um, that, that I think can sometimes, you know, keep me up as being like, okay, I still need to put away from my rainy days as I'm, you know, getting older or whatnot, um, you know, for myself to just, have my own, you know, as I'm growing, growing older. Um, but, um, but also just, I think just regular stresses, you know, as you get older, it's usually, um, you know, our parents are getting older, our kids are getting older, you know, before I worried about my kids, um, um, you know, when they were younger, getting into things when they were younger, but they were, you know, in the house, I could see them now, everyone's grown up and I'm like, Oh no, you could, you're real adults. You could really get into, stuff, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> but they're, I don't really, our kids are really good. So I don't really have as much of, you know, that concern, but I just always, you know, we worry about our, our families, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Well, I can relate to that. I mean, you, you watch them grow and then you, um, I don't know the older I get. Matter of fact, my kids have asked me how in the world I let them do some of the things that I did because they were, they're very daring. They, they're, they're always prepared, but they, they're high adventure kids. And I'm like, because the older I got, the more I realized how scary and detrimental some of those things can be. And, um, and it's just harder to embrace the, yeah, just go live kind of kind of attitude. Um, but I, you know, we've talked about a lot of different things. And, um, one of the, the comments that I've heard in the last couple of weeks is, um, that you earn your badass, you earn the right to have your voice. Do you feel that? Uh, I do. 
I do. And, and at first, it was hard to for myself to go, but Aria. But now, as I, like I said, maturation in the game, um, I realize there's different measurements. You know, I, um, you know, I'm not going to go out there and submit this to an earn 50 pound purple belt right now, you know, same, you know, but what I, what I have, I've gained a lot here. What I have is like inspiration for other ladies. So longevity in the game, you know, like I said, maturation in the game um, and perspective. Like I said, from a woman's perspective that um, there's a lot, there's a lot of people that it just gets slender and slender and slender. Like you said, there's not a lot of people that have um, that stay in the game this long or, and then get those belts, you know, and if you're doing it like that, you know, you're looking, you're like, well, there's not a lot of, um, you know, brown belt ladies, you know, stay in the game for different reasons or whatnot. Um, but we're all here for, you know, different reasons. And each one of us, no matter, and it's no matter what really. Um, and I don't want to say it's a belt thing because everyone brings something to the table. Mm-hmm. Everyone's a teacher. Everyone brings something to the table. So if we're talking strictly on the mats, that might be one thing, but you know, and full circle, everyone brings something to the table. I, we can learn from everyone. So um, I'm, that's the beautiful thing is I'm always open to that. Like, teach me what you know. <laughs> that's pretty good. We've talked all over the place on every kind of topic. Is there something that we have not covered that you want to make sure that we do? Oh, Lord. Um, you know, I made myself a lot of notes. And I told myself to be yourself, be yourself. Um I, I wouldn't have anyone per se, but I just want to really, I guess, convey that I want to let everyone know that there is place for you in this game. This, if we're, you know, if we're talking about jujitsu, ladies, if you're, you know, ever thinking about getting on the mats, like I said, it doesn't have a, it doesn't have a look. It, it can be any, any shape any look does not matter no I don't want you to ever think you gotta get in shape um you know and when you go into a jujitsu gym whether it's ours or anyone's we're really excited to see you ladies we're excited to see you so you know if you're ever wondering if you should come come try come try come try it you know it, it is for you um, and also, um, I just want to also let people know that I'm, I'm just for, I'm, I'm an advocate of the benefits of jujitsu. You know, like I said, I'm not a high level competitor. I'm somebody who has to listen to my body, especially as I'm getting older. Um, but I do love that I'm able to get out on the mats and I share that love, you know, with my, with my family and my jujitsu family. Um, and that, um, yeah, I'm just grateful to be here. And I appreciate you for your time. Oh, it's been fantastic. Got a question. If you had one superpower, you could have it for 24 hours and you can use it professionally or personally. What would you choose? How would you use it? And why would you choose it? Oh, Lord. If you had one superpower.
I see this deep contemplation. Yeah, that's hard, right? Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, if I had one superpower, well, shoot. I would make, sh- I would feel, it doesn't sound crazy, but the effect that it would have. I would fill, I would fill people's heart with so much love and forgiveness. Think of, think of that. Think of what that could conquer. Think of the things that could come to your mouth and the things that you would let fall by the wayside and um, people that you you would get back in your lives and all the hurts you could let go and do that trickle effect. We're over. Saying, I know it sounds crazy, but on a whim, that'd be, the, that'd be my first one, baby. That's great. That's great. How do people get in touch with you and follow you? Oh, I am on Instagram. So you can always hit me there. 10 P underscore underscore. No ye Nana. Yeah. And then we also have uh 10 P San Antonio Reina's, which is our girls, our girl squad as well. And I'd love to hear from anyone. You know, I just, uh, I, I was really grateful to be here today and, um, you know, just shed a little light on, um, you know, like I said, what jujitsu has done for me personally and just my insight on it and uh, how grateful I am to be here and, um, you know, how grateful I am to meet you, Miss Amy. Well, perfect. It's been a pleasure, Michelle. It's been enlightening and, um, and I know that you shared your heart and I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Find Stacked Keys Podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes, or anywhere you get your favorite podcast listen. You'll laugh out loud, you'll cry a little, you'll find yourself encouraged. Join us for casual conversation that leads itself based on where we take it, from family, to philosophy, to work, to meal prep, to beautifully surviving life. And hey, if I could ask a big favor of you, go to iTunes and give us a five rating. The more people who rate us, the more we get this podcast out there. Thanks. I appreciate it.